We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. And good evening, one and all, and welcome to the Friday night edition of the Exxon. I am Rob O'Connell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to uh, check out the programming we have available for you 24-7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. And for the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV, we're channel 21 at www.xzbn.net. Simultv.com. My guest this hour, Exxon Nation, is Deborah Blake, and she is a Wiccan high priestess and leader of the Exceltic group Blue Moon Circle. She manages the Artisans Guild, a non-for-profit artist cooperative shop, and works as a tarot reader and energy healer. She regularly contributes to uh, pagan publications and has an ongoing column in Witches and Pagans. Her website is DeborahBlakeAuthor.com. And Deborah, welcome back to the Exxon. Great having you with us. Thank you very much. And that's an eclectic group. That's the word you were looking for. I thank you for that. And as <laughs> you and I were discussing before we went to air, this is Friday. It is. It, it's <laughs> definitely Friday. <laughs> Listen, um, tell us a little bit about your new book, The Little Book of Cat Magic, Spells, Charms, and Tales, because I am a cat lover. I am a cat lover, too, and that is, of course, part of why I ended up writing a book about cat magic. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, uh, I've written 10 other books for Llewellyn, yes. plus the tarot deck, and I have a an oracle deck coming out uh, in mm-hmm. September. But I have to say the little book of cat magic was a real labor of love because I I am a huge fan of cats. I have been owned by many in my life, um, and being able to meld my love mm-hmm. of magic with my love of cats was sort of a a no-brainer, and I'm not sure why it took me 11 books to think of it. Well, that's because the cats didn't tell you to write it at that time. Actually, surprisingly enough, my cats didn't tell me to write it. My editor told me to write it. My Llewellyn editor ah. was the one who came up with the idea in the first place. So she gets all the credit and or blame, depending on how you like the book. So we say that she gets all the meows or the purrs. Exactly. And I can see, and, I can and, see a cat. Yes, that is, at the, that the, is Koshka. Is she, Koshka is one of my, my new guys. Let me see if I can. There he is. Oh, yeah. Say hi, Koshka. What a beautiful cat. Yeah, he's. He's a big fuzzball. He's, uh, I mean, he's a rescue, so we don't know exactly what he is. He and his sister came from a 25-cat hoarding situation, so they could be just about anything. But he has all the traits of either a Maine Coon cat mm-hmm. or a Norwegian forest cat. He's, I'm sure, not a purebred anything, uh, but he's got, you know, like the tufts of fur. Right. And a big poofy tail <laughs> and 
lots of personality. The brain thing, eh, we're still a little on the fence about that. Well, you know, you're talking. Yes, you're talking about. Good. You're talking about rescues and hoardings. Uh, one of the one of the positions I held on a contract basis was the director of communications for the SPCA. And, oh, I, cool. and I went out with uh, a number of the inspectors on hoarding cases. And I must tell you that God bless those little kittens when they come out of the homes and the number of cats that are rescued on hoarding cases. And my wife and I adopted two of them. They were, uh, mm. they were rag dolls, rag doll cats, big. Oh, know, little my God, kitten, they're adorable. Little kittens, but they grew into big, uh, you know, big cats. And instead of uh, running away from our dog, they go, here, doggy, doggy, doggy. You know what? I believe it. Yeah, yeah. Koshka's not afraid of much. Um, he's he's just a big mush. Um, he's sort of funny because he's he's so poofy and he looks mm-hmm. gigantic. And then you go pick him up and you're like, wow, this cat weighs nothing. It's all fur. Yeah, all fur. So yeah, that's that's my boy. And I have his sister Ember who does not look that big and poofy. Um, and then I got <laughs> another uh, rescue cat from a different organization. His name is Harry Dresden, um, because I, unfortunately, um, I lost Magic the Cat, who was uh, my familiar and who co-wrote this book. She had, oh, I'm you know, sorry for that. She had her two cents. Yes, I, I lost her mm-hmm. and her brother Mystic within eight days the Ooh. January before last, which was pretty wretched, as you can imagine. Um, and losing a cat is bad. Losing your familiar and the cat that slept by your head for almost 16 years. Yeah. Horrible. It is. Um, and I got down to Angus, who was the last of my, my old batch, and I said, one cat? No, no, we cannot have one cat in this house. <laughs> so I immediately and got three more. Because they were going to kick me out of the crazy cat lady union. It was well, horrible. Well, we couldn't have that. You know, if I would have known that, I would have sent you some cats. Well, I had many people volunteering to send me cats. <laughs> Finding cats, alas, is not a problem. But, yeah, so so we're back up to four. Um, now, none of these guys is showing any interest in magic the way mm-hmm. Magic Cat did. Maybe I didn't name them correctly. Um, but, but yeah, they're still cats, and they're still wonderful. Excellent. Um, once again, you know, my, my hat is off to you for your compassion and uh, any, anyone who brings a member into their family from any shelter, they are, they are truly blessed people. Well, every cat I've mm-hmm. ever had has been a rescue of one kind or another, you know, mostly from shelters, occasionally like feral barn cats. Um, but yeah, I, I am a big fan of, of bringing cats in who who have no place else to go you know we had when i was married a thousand years ago you know somebody dropped two kittens across the street from our house we brought them in overnight so we could take them to the shelter in the morning and guess what yeah they never left to the shelter no (laughs) i don't know why i thought we would well they found shelter in your home and in your love and they were great cats. Yeah. They're great cats. You know, there there has never been a cat that I took in that I wasn't, you know, very grateful to to have share my life. So yeah, they're they keep me. I won't say sane because that might be a slight exaggeration. They keep me as sane <laughs> as I am. Let's put it that way. I love it. Speaking about cats, can you tell us a little bit about your new book? Uh, sure. It's 
Well, it's little, and it's a book. It's about cats. And I'm sorry, you want more detail than yeah, that? I'd appreciate it. Uh, so it's actually got a whole lot of different things in it besides mm -hmm. magic. I mean, there are spells. There are spells for all sorts of practical issues that you would deal with with cats, like keeping them safe or... Um, you know, helping them adjust to a move or a new kitty. Mm -hmm. um, there's a there are spells for you know finding the right new cat, that sort of thing. But there's also some cat history, which you know sounds like it would be boring, but it's about cats, so of course it's not. Um, you know, basically their their history throughout different cultures. There's some mythology. There's some stories. Um, there's you know, in in the various bits and pieces of, of the book are um, little quotes from people. This is my favorite one from Terry Pratchett, which is, Thousands of years ago, cats were worshipped as gods. Cats have never forgotten this. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's things like that. There's even a few little recipes for the cats, not for you, for like treats and things, and a few craft projects, sort of a little bit of everything. Um, does your book turn non-cat lovers into cat lovers? Like, did you put a magic spell on there since you're you're a you're a Wiccan? <laughs> no, because that would interfere with free will, and I follow the kind of witchcraft where you're not supposed to do that. No, those people, I just you know put cute cats on their lap until they're like they succumb. Um, I you know I have had a number of cats and the occasional person who said, mm -hmm. Oh, I'm really not into cats. And if they spend enough time with cats, you know, pretty decent cats, you know, they're, they usually are, are won over. I, uh, I have a friend of mine who, who used to tease me about how many cats I had. And then he moved out of town. Um, and now he has two cats. So <laughs> they get you one way or the other. They get you. They certainly... I don't have to put spells on people. Well, that's good. That's good. Cats I'm going do that all by themselves. Cats have their very own magic. Yeah, you know, cats. Cats are extremely magic, even without the witchcraft aspect. Well, let's talk about that when we come back from this break. And explanation. Our guest this hour is Deborah Blake. Her website is deborahblakeauthor.com. We're talking to uh, to Deborah tonight about her new book entitled "The Little Book of Cat Magic." Spells, Charms, and Tales. And Deborah and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba -ba -ba -ba. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba -ba -ba -ba. 
Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob O'Connell. Deborah Blake is our special guest. And we're talking about her new book, The Little Book of Cat Magic, Spells, Charms, and Tales. Now, uh, this is a wonderful and witchy book that is filled with a wide variety of spells, charms, and recipes that you can use to improve the lives of both you and your feline friends. From finding and naming a new cat to working with a cat as familiar uh, as a familiar, the Little Book of Mad- Cat Magic has uh, something for everyone who loves cats and magic. You can learn about cats through history and myths, folklore, deities uh, associated with them. Explore spells for the living for living with the cats. Hopefully, they're all living. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> improving their health and saying goodbye when their nine lives have run their course. Once again, her website is www.debrablakeauthor.com. Uh, Debra, where did the where did the idea that cats have nine lives come from? Um, well, you know, there's there's some uh, mythology to do with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a trick question because it's in my book and I don't remember where. Um, I know it's like in the it, lore thing. It's, uh, it's in between the covers, right? It, yeah, it's yeah. somewhere in this fabulous <laughs> book. Well, you know, you have to understand that <laughs> by the time the book hits the bookshelves, uh-huh. I wrote it like two and a half years ago. So, you know, while I do sit down and reread it, you know, every yeah. other day, um, I, uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't got it memorized. This is starting uh, to sound like the Senate hearing the other day with Attorney General Barr. <laughs> I cannot remember. Yeah. I cannot recall. Yeah, I can sit here and tell you I cannot recall for ages. Yeah. I think a great politician because I don't remember anything. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I don't remember that I cannot recall. It's somewhere in the book. You have to read the book to find out. There, that's what. That's what that's an excellent way of putting it. Now, I mean, do you know? Did you you read the book? Do you do you remember the answer? I do, but if I was to tell the listeners what the answer <laughs> is, then I, I would be. You think you know, that would be cheating? Yeah. Can you tell me what page it's on so I can look it up? Well, I will give you a hint. How's that? It's okay. in be- it's in between page one. And let me see, page 215. You know, that's a little <laughs> less helpful than you probably thought it was. No, wait, on uh, the other hand, it's exactly as helpful as you thought it was. This is uh, why I keep coming back to this show, because you're so helpful. I know, I know. <laughs> what do you mean I'm supposed to help her across the street? <laughs> okay. Listen, uh, black cats and witches seem to go hand in hand. Why? Why just black pat- cats? Uh, where did they get the bum rap from? Um. Well, first of all, it's not a bum rap to be associated with witches. Well, no, it's no, 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 no. I, I mean, for the black cats, like, I, don't white well, cats work? It's because when Christianity came into Europe, oh well, first of all, they they messed with a lot of things, but cats were one of them. In all of the societies before that, mm-hmm. cats were revered. If you went to Egypt, for instance, they were worshipped, and Bastet, who's the goddess most associated with them, um, actually her her followers buried their cats mummified in her temples, and it was against the law to kill a cat. Wow. Which, yeah, it was pretty cool. And, you know, if you went to Japan and China and 
you know, all sorts of other places they were revered. The problem was when the Christian church moved into Europe mm -hmm. and they were essentially trying to boot the pagans out because the pagans had power and they yeah, wanted sure. the power. Um, you know, it had very little to do with religion per se. It was more politics and a power play. But the some of the people who had influence were these older wise women mm -hmm. in various communities who, you know, we would call witches. They were the herbalists. They were the wise women. They were the people who passed down um, the lore. And they got a bad rap. And cats, almost everybody had cats back then because they used them for, like, rodent control. And the church came in and basically said, black stands for evil. Therefore, these cats, which are sort of, you know, mysterious and creepy, mm -hmm. if they're black, they must be evil. Well, We're let me, let me ask them all. Let me a question. And let me ask you a question here. If black is evil, why do priests and ministers wear black shirts? I got no answer to that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, for one thing, I grew up Jewish, so <laughs> it's really outside of my. I don't know. But that's a good question, um, isn't it? Yeah. That's a it is a puzzlement. Uh, it does make a lot of sense, but yeah, cats in general got a bad rap, um, in part because they were sort of associated with these with women, and um, women in in general, right. not just witches, but women mm. in general got a bad rap. Uh, we went from being a matriarchal society to being not so much. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the black cats really got it. Mm -hmm. And of course, one of the things that happened was they killed off a lot of cats. Oh, no. The Egyptians would not have approved. Um, and that was part of what led to the bubonic plague to ironically the black death, because the cats were keeping down the rodent population without the cats to do that. Right. The rodent population spread and the disease spread and, well, lots of people died. So the lesson here is black cats are cool, cats are cool, get more cats. All right, I, I, can, I, I agree with that. People should have more cats. Um, yes, more cats. Yeah. Uh, but what is the association of cats with witches? Is, it, is, that a, is that a fact? Is there a reason why a cat is associated with a, with a witch or a woman or a pagan? Well... You know, it, there is this historical connection. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it started. It certainly has been so pervasive. There must be some root to it. Right. Um, I mean, certainly, you know, lots of women had cats. Lots of people had cats. Mm -hmm. um, and cats have been um, familiars for a very long time because they seem to lend themselves to that. Uh, I mean, dogs can be familiars. I know people who have snakes as familiars. But the truth is, when you want something sort of mysterious and connected to the aspects of life in the universe that you can't necessarily you know, easily connect with, mm -hmm. that's a cat. What are some of the myths and folklore about cats? Well, um... Chapter 2. Yeah. <laughs> look at him, look at him. Fascinating facts, much. page 18. <laughs> Thank you very much, yeah. 
well, uh-huh. you know, I mean, there, there, there are all sorts of one of my favorite myths, actually, or pieces of folklore. I guess mm-hmm. it's not a myth. Is um, in Persia, the Prophet Muhammad, who you know, of course, is quite famous, yep. was said to love cats so much that when his favorite cat fell asleep on the sleeve of his robe, he actually cut the sleeve off the robe rather than disturb the cat. And speaking as someone who has, you know, been sitting in a chair with a cat on her lap and not gotten up to do the 40,000 things she meant to do, including go to the bathroom, right. uh, because she did not want to disturb the cat. I believe that one. Um, so uh, it, one, another fun one is that in China, mm-hmm. there's a myth that cats were there at the beginning of the world, which, of course, they were. Um and uh, the Japanese saw them as guardians, which, of course, they are. Um, so, so yeah, and, and actually they're considered to be good luck if you go into pretty much every Chinese restaurant you've ever been in. You'll see this that's cat right. with yeah. an upraised paw, yeah. and that's a good luck cat. That's, I have a little statue, actually, <laughs> that my Llewellyn editor sent me. That has this. It's like a bobblehead mm-hmm. of the little good luck cat, and I have it right by my computer. And every time I see a story on the news that I don't like, I just bobble it up and down. <laughs> yeah, you know, I over here a couple of the Chinese restaurants, as well as the uh, the other properties uh, retailers who are Chinese, their their cats are kind of they have a battery in the and the paw goes up and down. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I've I've seen that, and we don't have mm-hmm. one that does that here. They just have pictures of them. But oh. yeah, it's it's a thing. I'll tell you what. If I find one, I'll send it to you. Okay. All right. What else can we do? Tell us about cats that will that will just put our total worldwide audience in awe. Um. <sighs> well, you know, I have a list of really cool facts. Okay. Um. Well, you know, it's um. Here, here's a, a weird one. Cats cannot taste sweet. I don't know how they know that. No, it depends how much sauce like you put on them. I got, yeah. <laughs> All right, no more for you. No more sauce for you, mister. Um, uh, that was kind yeah. of saucy of me, wasn't it? Yeah. All right, now I've got to segue to I've got to take yeah. a commercial break. Stand by. <laughs> when we come back, more amazing facts. And I'm sure I'm going to get some email from the cat lovers about my sauce joke. But uh, I'll tell you what. I'm wanting to come back. I'm going to tell you a real story on why I love cats. Explanation, our guest this hour is Deborah Blake. And her website is DebraBlakeAuthor.com. And she's the author of a great little book, Little Book of Cat Magic, Spells, Charms, and Tales. And we'll be back on the other side of this break. As we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Explanation. Deborah Blake is our special guest. She is the author of The Little Book of Cat Magic, Spells, Charms, and Tales. And her website is www.debrablakeauthor.com. And I'd like to uh, thank Kat Sanborn at Llewellyn for helping make this interview possible tonight. I'm going to tell you and share with the Exo Nation, Deborah, how one of the two ragdoll uh, cats that, that we adopted from the SBCA saved my life. Really? Really. Um, as, as the kittens got older, I was... I was adopted by Frank to be his human. Now, Frank was the male. And Frank would come, and when I was doing my show, our first, little st- our first studio uh, was uh, part of our home. We converted a couple of rooms into, this, into the radio studios. And he would come and sit on the back of my chair while I was doing the show. At the time, we weren't doing TV at the same time. He kept on coming on, on the back of the chair, but then he started crawling closer around my neck, and he kept on paying attention to one part of my neck, one part of my neck, and this was continuous over a couple of weeks. Well, I decided, after speaking to somebody who was very familiar with cats, to go see a doctor, because the cat was, was nudging one spot on my neck. Well, just to find out, the doctors did uh, the necessary tests, and it was with a CAT scan that they, they found a tumor that was starting to grow on my artery, in my, in my throat, wow. in my neck, yeah. And they told me that it was very lucky and fortunate that they found it when they did. So thanks to Frank. Yay, Frank. And I... Well, well you know, that is, that is in the book mm-hmm. that, that cats have been known to... Uh, to smell out cancer. Yeah. And in fact, you know, as you said, I run a shop called the Artisans Guild. Um, and my friend Ellie, who runs it with me, we started it together. Mm-hmm. Her husband was diagnosed at this point a number of years ago with a really bad brain tumor on his brain stem. And their cat had been licking at that spot yeah. for months. He unfortunately did not realize that that meant he should go to see a doctor. Mm-hmm. But when, in fact, you know, he was diagnosed, they you know, sort of looked at each other and went, damn, the cat's been trying to tell us for months that there was a problem there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's remarkable what cats can sense. The, it it um, is. And they're very smart. Like, you know, Frank used to I used to call Frank and he'd come running. And I'd say, go get your ball. And he had a little furry ball, and he'd go get it. And he bring. He was like a dog. Oh yeah, well, except Koshka, a lot the cleaner. Cat that's the cat that's sleeping up there. Uh-huh. He will actually do fetch. He, you know, I, his favorite toy, which is this sort of long tube filled with, you know, it's fur and it has or cloth and it has catnip in it. Right. There's some strings on it, and he, especially when he was younger, or when I got him, he and his sister were probably five months old thereabouts again hoarding they don't really know um but he would walk around with that thing in his mouth and he would come and he would drop it by my feet and i'd toss it and he'd bring it back and every morning when i wake up by my bed there is at least one toy sometimes two if uh, apparently he's in a mood and this is i think he's like get out of bed come play with me come play with me but yeah they they can be very smart magic the cat Queen of the Universe, that was her whole title, and she wanted you to use it. She was so smart 
that I basically, you know, I never got my way on anything because she just, she was the boss of me. And she, you know, she knew perfectly well what the rules were. Mm -hmm. She just didn't think they applied to her. You know, you'd walk in and find her on the counter and say, hey, no cats are allowed on the counter. And she'd look at you like, yeah, and your point. (laughs) Because as far as she was concerned, she was not just a cat. She She was was the queen. She was the queen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in, In your book, you have a section on naming Cat naming and finding a new cat. Uh, what is the best way when you get a new cat or you go to your local rescue and, and br- adopt a cat? How's, what's the best way to find the proper name that would go with the, the new addition to well, the family? Sometimes they tell you. I mm-hmm. mean, sometimes you just know. Um, with Magic and her brother Mystic, I would sort of try out names you know, Magic was black and her brother Mystic was, was gray. So I tried, you know, like Onyx and Agate. And they just looked at me like, what? And when I came <laughs> up with Magic and Mystic, they sort of looked at me like, yeah, all right, that, that works. That's fine. Um, yeah, you know, so, you know, I mean, some people believe that they'll the cat will whisper their name in your ear in the middle of the night when you're sleeping. Um, I think probably they're more likely to be whispering, get up and feed me. Um, but yeah, you can usually you know, get a sense of it. Sometimes, you know, you just name them what, what seems right to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they decide whether they want to respond to that or not. Like most children. Yeah. Or, or, significant others <laughs> hey that was a dig at us guys no i specifically did not put a, <laughs> a gender a gender on uh, that at all all like right I, okay i got you off that hook <laughs> you're welcome um spells for finding a new cat all right what kind well, of spell would you kind of uh, stir up <laughs> well you know i mean obviously you can just go to the shelter uh-huh and look at all the cats and try and find the one that seems right to you. If you want a little help being led to the right cat, Mm -hmm. I don't know about where everybody else lives, where I am. We have a few shelters plus a local rescue organization. Plus of course, cats sometimes just show up. So if you want a little help from the universe to be led to exactly the right cat, Mm -hmm. then you can try doing this spell um, in the hopes that, in fact, you'll get sort of a push in the right direction. And it's, you know, it's very simple. Most of my spells are pretty simple. Um, do you, I can read it. You sure. want me to read it? Yep, it's okay. on the page. Okay, good. Um, and, you know, what I usually suggest is that you use some tools that are associated with whatever it is you're trying to do. So you might want to take, you know, a couple of bowls, fill one with water, fill one with food as if the cat were already there. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a catnip toy or mouse or something. If you have a statue of Bast, you can call on Bast to help you. Um, and then I suggest you light a white candle to symbolize the beacon you wish to guide your cat to you, even if you have to go out and find it. Um, and then say, God and Goddess, send to me the perfect feline company, a cat to feed and love and hold, a kitten tender or adult bold. Send the cat who will suit me best and stand alone from all the rest. 
Help me find the cat that's mine with a guidance that's divine. Here, kitty, kitty. Here, kitty, kitty. Here, kitty, kitty. I call you home. Oh, crap. I just did a spell to get another cat. You tricked me, Rob. Rob, you tricked me. What were you doing? Oh, crap. I, I, I was just helping you get that other cat that you really wanted. You know, I didn't even think about that before I read that out loud. That's so, well, you know, I used to have five and I'm down to four now. So, so we'll you, see what happens. You need that fifth cat. There's no two ways well, about it. you know, I had actually told the local rescue that if they got a mother cat who needed a place to give birth to her right. kittens, you know, because they've been looking for fosters for kittens. And I said, no, I can't. I can't do that. I'll just keep them all. But I said, you know, if you have a mama cat that needs a safe space, because when I adopted Magic and Mystic, mm-hmm. I also adopted their mother. Yes, I went to the shelter for one kitten. Didn't work out that way. Um, but, you know, she was a terrified cat that had been basically dumped by her people when oh, she got geez. pregnant. And she had to give birth in a cage in a shelter. And I thought, well, you know, in their name, if I can save some other cat from that. But now I'm pretty sure that cat's going to show up pretty soon. Thanks a lot, Rob. Hey, what are, what are friends for? Yeah, thanks a lot. Now you have to recite the spell so you can get another cat, too. Uh, we've got to go to a commercial break right now. <laughs> do you, do you, listen, I love cats. They're, that's no secret. But we lost Frankie. He passed. Oh, I'm so sorry. And, and, then, and then his his brother passed on my birthday. Oh, that just about sucks. About uh, 10 years ago. So, you know... As, as much as I love cats, we also have three little dogs. We have a Shih Tzu, we have a, a Shih Tzu, and we have a some other kind. I don't know what it is. My wife knows all <laughs> those this. Those little dogs, they're just like cats in disguise, I swear. Some I, I, of them you're I so eat. right. You know, like, I'm a small guy. I'm six foot five, and I come in at 240 pounds. <laughs> you have these little miniature dogs? And, and, I, and I proudly go down the street of our, of our, uh, of our neighborhood. With these little dogs. I'm comfortable with who I am. That's They're that's just good. little that's dogs. Good. And you know what? We have six real children. We have 12 oh, real well, grandchildren. Take a fair of room. And you know what? I'll take the dogs any day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and I have to take our break. Please stand by. Exonation, our very special guest this hour and uh, a perfect guest for a Friday evening. Is Deborah Blake, and her web her website is deborahblakeauthor.com, and the name of her newest book is W is W yeah. Let's try this again, the little book of cat magic spells, charms, and tales. And we'll be back on the other side of this short break as we wrap up this hour here in the X Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. And welcome back, everyone. Deborah Blake is our special guest. Her website is DebraBlakeAuthor.com, and she's the author of a real super little book for cat lovers. And the name of the book is The Little Book of Cat Magic, Spells, Charms, and Tales. And I must tell you that I, I, was, uh, I received a copy of the book from our friends at Llewellyn, and it's a cool book. It's easy to read. It has some poems. It has facts. It has spells. 
If you're a cat lover, or if you know a cat lover, this would be the perfect, perfect book for you. Once again, www.debrablakeauthor.com. Debra, as always, great having you with us. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your new book with us. Uh, but, you know, you and I have been talking about the, wonder, the wonderful things about cats. People become very attached to their cats. And you ain't kidding. How do we best deal with the loss? Well, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. I've yeah. lost uh, four cats in the last three years, so I've had a lot of practice. And I lost, you know, mm. my my soulmate Magic um, a year ago last January. Followed eight days later by her brother. I mean, they had both been sick, and I swear he was just hanging on to beat his sister. That was like the only reason he was still alive was he was not going to let her win. But um, it is it's really hard. One of the things for me is that, you know, I just try and be really grateful that I had them Mm -hmm. for the time that I did. You know, the problem with having animals of any kind, um, cats or dogs, is that unless you get hit by a bus, you are probably going to outlive them. And so, you know, there is there is that. You know, you have to sort of um, put your mind to it. I also did, um, I wrote a spell to ease a cat's passing to, you know, help the, the transition. And there's a little ritual to help let the cat go. Um, and a little meditation for letting go of grief, which you know, I will say from my own personal experience, it's helpful. Really the only thing that helps is time. And, and yeah, that gratitude that, that you had them. Although in my particular case, um, Miss Magic is, is pretty, pretty much, you can't, you can't see her. She's still sitting right there. That was her spot. And I feel her there often. I, Mm -hmm. I sometimes go to, to sort of automatically pet her and I'm surprised she's physically not there um but yeah it's it's a tough thing and and um you know the best you can do is is uh you know you can use some of this stuff in the book but you know i think gratitude for their presence in the first place and And then go get more cats or or whatever um as a tarot card reader do you use a tarot deck that is dedicated to cats (laughs) I actually, I wrote a tarot deck, so, and there are a lot of cats in it. Mm-hmm. If I realized we were going to talk about it, I would have brought a copy over. Um, but yeah, I have the Everyday Witch Tarot, which came out a year and a half ago or so. And um, there are some dogs in it too, uh, but there are a lot of cats in it. Um, I own a tarot deck that has cats in it. I don't use it for reading. Mm-hmm. I mostly use it for pretty and for looking at the the cool cats. There are some very neat cat decks out there, um, but the Everyday Witch one has a, a lot of cats in the pictures. Elizabeth Alba was my illustrator, and she did a really fabulous job. And in fact, she put Magic Cat in there and some of my other cats. And uh, her dog, Rayo, makes an appearance as well. In your book, you talk about a cat footprint for remembrance. That's a wonderful idea. I actually, my vets did that for me. Um, it wasn't something that I would have thought of 
myself, but when I brought mm -hmm. Magic and then eight days later her brother Mystic, they asked me if I wanted them to do that. And what they do is they take a little piece of, you know, like, um, you know, it turns into sort of, you know, concrete or whatever. Right, right. But they, they press the kitty's paw in it, and so you have this little paw print wow. and or in mystic's case mystic was gigantic so in his case it was a very big paw print <laughs> um i brought their ashes home with me and mystic you know magic and her mother were in these tiny little boxes and mystic they had to use a small dog box for because he was just this even having lost all the weight when he was ill in the last you know months of his life he was just a huge huge cat really? he was he was see he was probably bigger than your little shih tzu wow yeah he was he weighed about 17 18 pounds when yeah. he came to, i live in a rickety old farmhouse and when he would come down the stairs the whole house would shake although some of that <laughs> might be the house yeah it was just thump, 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 thump. so yeah and there are other things that you can do um I clipped a little bit of fur mm -hmm. and and you know put that in a box. Um, I uh, I did with these particular cats. I when I sent them out to be cremated, I got their ashes back. I haven't always done that. These the these cats, you know, I didn't have a lot of choice. They were like, nope, we're coming home. Um, but you can also, I mean, you know, I have thousands of pictures. The very helpful Facebook is always saying, oh, remember this picture? It's like, yeah. yes, that's my cat that died. Thank you so much. That's lovely. Um, but, it, you know, it mostly makes me mostly makes me happy. Also in your book, it, you, you have something called a charmed bell for your cat's protection. Well, you know, you can, you can charm anything. A bell is oh, easy. Okay. If you have a cat that wears a collar, mm -hmm. my cats that I have now don't because they all stay inside. I'm a big fan of indoor cats for a lot of reasons, but I did used to have cats that went outside. And if you have a cat that has a, a collar, you can put a little bell on it and, and do some magical work on the bell to keep them safe. There's also a spell for keeping cats that go outside safe. Uh, where I live, I've got coyotes in the hills and foxes oh. and hawks and owls. And a road that people drive down like craziness. Um, so I, my guys don't don't actually go out, which is nice because in the middle of the night when you hear a horrible noise, you don't have to sit up and go one, two, three, crap, where's the other one? <laughs> um, but yeah, so there there are spells for keeping them safe, and there are spells for you know keeping them healthy, uh -huh. and also for trying to help them heal. Um, you know if they are mm -hmm. ill. Uh, you know, right. that sort of things. There's spells for finding a lost cat if a cat gets out and uh, and you don't know where they are. Um, so, yeah, all sorts of what I did was when I sat down to write this, I wanted practical things. I'm a very practical witch, um, you know, which is not to say that I don't have spiritual things going mm. on, but it mostly, you know, I, I call myself the everyday witch. My books are, you know, the everyday witch, right. A to Z, things like that, because it's all about integrating my spiritual beliefs as a witch and a pagan with my everyday life. And I just do that with the cat things, too, is, you know, what 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 spells do I wish I'd had 10 years ago you know, before I thought about doing this book? 
We've got about two minutes left. Um, what can you tell us about channeling your inner cat? Oh, well, you know, cats can teach us a lot of things if mm-hmm. we're paying attention. You know, they're great at napping, yeah. which, you know, I, I'm a big fan of napping. Me too. But one of, one of the things that they do is when they, when they need to rest, they rest. And as human beings, we kind of suck at that. Yeah. Um, and they play. We also often forget to play. Having three youngish cats, you know, they're all about a year old, these three, mm-hmm. and they play all the time. And they've actually encouraged my older cat, Angus, who's 13. He's playing more than he has played in years because the kittens are reminding him to do that. And cats can remind us of the, the need to play and to spend time you know, embracing life because cats are nothing if not 100% full on into whatever they're into at the time. So what is your next project? Um, I'm actually working on a book for St. Martin's press. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called, uh, the witch's primer, um, a goddess empowerment book for the kick-ass woman which I'm having a lot of fun with is, you know, women can use a little help being kick-ass these days. And if a goddess can't help you do that, I don't know who can. So there's, there's that. And I'm still working on my fiction writing career, Mm -hmm. writing my Baba Yaga novels about, well, I don't know, witches. Um, And, uh, you know, being, you know, bossed around by cats. Well, as you know, you always have an open invitation here. We love Thank ha- we you. Well, lo- you know, I have an Oracle deck coming out in September, so I might take you up on that. Uh, no, you're not going to take me. You're not might going to take me up on that. You are going to take me up on that. Yes, sir. Because uh, I, I love talking to you. I love your energy. You are a super lady. And I just want to thank you ever so much for joining us tonight. And I hope that you have much success in your life because you deserve it. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. All right, you take care of yourself, Deborah. And Exonation, Nation, if you'd like to find out more about our guest this hour, Deborah Blake, visit her website, www.debrablakeauthor.com. The name of the book that we've been talking about this hour, in case it hasn't caught on yet, The Little Book of Cat Magic, Spells, Charms, and Tales. I'll be back on the other side of this news break on most of our affiliates. If not... And your network is going to be changing because of the different time zones at whatever part of the world you're in. Thank you for joining us. And as I always say at the end of every show, always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night, everyone. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.